What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes, and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code, S-T-A-C-K, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. Tara takes a, a step forward, not, not timidly, takes a, a quick step forward. We come to you from the lands of your brethren. We have seen the dark armies who are marching across all of Edelin. And believe me, they are not an enemy to be taken lightly. I urge you, great King Erdwolf, that you would reconsider and reunite with your brethren. The echoes of your voice ring through the hall and then die away, and it seems like hours pass. And then at last, Erdwolf bobs his head, reaches down to the throne, and picks up a long, polished bit of metal. It's a scepter. Tira is very taken aback, but almost in a dreamlike state, just reaches up her hand underneath and accepts it from him. The other tribes will recognize it. We cannot accompany you now, but we will come in our own time and in our own way. It seems things are at work in the vast lands of Moriga. Then you emerge at last from a very skillfully concealed entrance you see a dark speck hanging in the air. It is the familiar shape of the airship. So I'm going to fly out there, because obviously he has no idea where we are. Tell him where we are. We'll head that direction. All right, so I'm going to obviously not go to the ground. I'm going to head on up to the, the ship, and I'm going to try just go on to on, on deck. Widfara is just so happy to see you. First of all, he hasn't seen you for hours. 
he scoops you up in a giant bear hug. Your feathers are getting ruffled. Uh, It's nice to see you. I don't like hugs. I thought you were gone. No, uh, we were were successful. But listen, Tira and and Peter are over there. Successful? Yes, we have to go over there. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, uh, let me get the captain of this ship. And then eventually you are hoisted up onto the deck. Your horses move towards the center of the deck. And basically, you now are on board a mostly functional airship. And what I want to do is treat the rest of this episode as kind of a creation corner. (laughs) Why would you want to put weapons on something this nice? There are some limitations. So there are some things that you must keep in mind, but I have been working on a newer, better version of this airship, and so... I want to leave this in your hands to test for me. Oh my what? goodness. What? Would that be acceptable to you? Would yes. that be acceptable? Um, oh, a summary. That's absol- perfect. You absolute king. <laughs> Bakongo must come with me, of course, but what? the crew will stay. Star Sailor. A rocks back on his heels and thinks, I like the sound of that. Yes. Star Sailor it is. You have an airship. Oh my word! Nice, nice. And again, it has some limitations. Over time, as Asimaris works out bugs and things, some of this stuff will be lifted, but you needed a, a way to move around faster. So you have an airship of your own design, and we're going to improve on the drawings and yeah. try, try and really dress that up. The dark column of soldiers tramples its way westward, flattening the grass. Most of the terrifying soldiers move on foot in relative silence. My lord Shumash, they are forming. Somehow your advisor failed to drive a wedge deep enough between the tribes. His voice is like silk across the open land. And though it is quiet, it can still be heard over the din of a moving army. There was the last stand by those from the mountain. I have many debts to repay. During this, his hand has been rubbing the head of a heavy warhammer marked with a stag's head in silver tracing, a hammer that would look all too familiar to a certain barbarian. There's a sudden jerk, and we are pulled away from the rest of the conversation, although we can just make out the words, we will face them soon enough, perhaps tomorrow, and they will fall. Hey, Stackers, before we begin, we wanted to make mention that Dice Envy does have a special sale going on through the month of March. You get 15% off of whatever you buy. Don't forget to use the link in our show notes, and you will not only be able to get those sweet dice that you're looking for, but we'll get a small part of that. And remember, there's a contest going on indefinitely. Whichever affiliate earns the most money for Dice Envy in a month gets a $100 bonus on top of that. Buy those dice, get them going, and we'd love to hear from you what kind of dice you're getting. Don't forget to contact us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice and by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us around our table. As we continue our 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure, I'm Rhett, the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mom. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! We left off with you standing on the deck of the airship. You are making your way south. The engines below you thrum, I guess. I'm not sure how this all works. There's a definite feeling of movement as you're going. There's certainly the the wind blowing across you as you stand on the deck. 
looking out over the rolling grasslands. The hours pass. Uh, The ship is moving quickly enough that in, really, I guess about three hours, you make it. No, let's let's bump that up. It took days to travel Mm -hmm. by horse, 40-ish miles a day by horse, three days, 120 miles. Would that be eight hours? It's going to be four hours. So short rest. Short rest. You can use hit dice to restore hit points. I'm going to go ahead and do that. It says 8d8. You can roll up to eight times using your hit dice. Oh, okay. To restore hit points. Ooh, got 10 back in one go. Great. And that you also include your constitution modifier. Oh. Whoa, that's all. (laughs) That's a lot of ones. All right, so constitution plus, so that's 14. Nice. I'm back to full. Great. How many dice did you have to roll to do that? Um, all of them. All eight? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's just the way it is. I'm going to go one more time. Man, I ate long rest, though. Wow, I got a nine plus. 13 there. Man, you get a plus four on your constitution? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because my constitution is 19. That's fantastic. Rolled six dice, and I'm back up to full. Great. My constitution is 1776. <laughs> no, that's the Declaration of Independence, yes, and that's yeah. actually technically not even the date. But All right, well, I could probably get back up to full if I could just roll one more. So I might only have to use three. But the way you're rolling. <laughs> Did you yeah, max it? I rolled a 12. <laughs> that's fabulous. All right, so I'm back up, and I only used less than half of mine. <laughs> yeah, you did. Great. So you're on board, letting the bracing air wash over you, marveling at the ship moving beneath you and enjoying the fact that you are flying like the birds right now. When's lunch? (laughs) uh, You're welcome to go down to the galley. Okay. Yes. I would assume this short rest would include us eating and stuff. Yeah. What what do you want? Oh, sorry, buddy. Go ahead. Okay. Just, you know, standing up here and soaking in the fresh air and all that stuff just makes all those head wounds I receive from the cloaker just vanish. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of food do you want, Wamberbash? Well, I'm thinking they're serving beans and bread. That sounds awfully drab. Yeah. There could be better on they that. They add a little salt to it. You have your spices with you, though. That's true. And a fistful of sand. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to use it here. <laughs> not, not yet. Okay, yeah, so you've settled down with beans and bread? Beans and bread. feel sorry for... <laughs> Tira, <laughs> do you want anything? Well, beans and bread are what they're serving. I guess but, that's what I'm going to have. But you can also get bread, or you can get beans, or you can get bread and beans. Mm-hmm. Or beans and bread. Yeah. Or beans and bread, but we've already gone over that. I'm fine with whatever they're serving. That's, okay, that's fine. all right. So, yeah, basically the, the short rest... Reconstitute you. You feel a little better, not not completely up to snuff as your spell slots and psi points uh, are telling points. All the different points. Yeah, and then you hear a Simri's excited voice coming back to you. We're almost there. We are almost there. And so you rush back up to the up to the Mm -hmm. top deck and look out, and sure enough, there is the vast encampment of the Witani tribes, Stedingus. Stedingos is further to the south, oh, okay. uh, and Medu with the hall. That's a little further to the south, but you can see that it's in the protected area of the marshland. I see, I see. 
but here the main army is encamped. And you can see little groups down below practicing with sword and shield. Some of them have bows out and they're shooting. As they see the ship coming from the north, this is the first time that a lot of them have seen this. There were a couple, Edgeferth, the one who discovered you, saw it and probably told some people about it, but for many of them, this is the first time they're seeing it. And you can just see them all go limp as they look up, mm-hmm. their jaws hanging down as they see this massive ship sailing toward them in the sky. It's all stop on the engines. You drift to a stop, and then the rope ladder comes tumbling down, hits the ground, and you are free to disembark. Permission to go aboard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um... Well, I'm going to... Tira is going to sort of stow the scepter, make sure the scepter is in her pack and go ahead and climb down the ladder and look for the marchioness, I guess. Okay. Yeah, that's easy enough. Yeah, because you have to deliver the scepter. Mm-hmm. You make it down. I, I, I'm assuming that all yeah, of you are yeah, coming yeah, down. Yeah. While you are coming down the ladder, you can see the rope net being lowered separately and there's the three mechanical horses, clockwork horses in it. And then uh, they, of course, don't want to lower Widfara's horse with them because he would get crushed pretty badly. Mm-hmm. When we were that high and up in the air, we saw no evidence of the Reaver army. Only in the cutscene. But so we didn't see that. Okay. So they're not near enough to the Witani army encampment that our elevation made it possible for us to see them in the distance. Correct. Um, of course, we forgot to ask about that while we were still on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And do perception checks and all that jazz. Well, we, we were taking so. a short rest. We were. I'll retcon a little bit and say that you did see some evidence of the army to the east of where you were. So it's something that we can mention to say, I don't know if you guys yeah. know this, yeah. but... Yeah. You're going to guess that it's probably not going to be until tomorrow that this army is able... <gasps> that means we get some kind of a rest, right? Yeah, please! Yes. Yes, we're going to get a long rest. We haven't had a long rest, and I don't even know when the last time we had one was. I know you don't get them all the time now, but just saying. At some point, we go to sleep for eight hours at a time, right? I mean, I will go to bed right now if it makes sure <laughs> yeah. I get the full eight hours in by the next tomorrow, because I, I mean, I, I really need You need do your need side it. points. The Marchioness is waiting there. She is just reduced to childlike wonder as well. And as you step down, Tira, she rushes forward and impulsively grabs at you mm-hmm. to welcome you and then remembers her position and mm-hmm. s- stands back and bows semi-formally to you. Marchioness, there's no time to lose. First, I bring a greeting from, what were they called again? I'm sorry. The Wolf Watani. Oh, that didn't have a fancier name than that. Not that we know anyway. Okay. W-U-L-F. <laughs> okay. I bring... I bring you a message from the Wolf Watani. We found them. We met with them. And we were able to convince them to join with you in your fight against the Reaver's armies. She puts a hand over her heart and looks extremely relieved. I reach back, pull out the scepter, and in both hands, (sighs) I hold it forward to her and say, Erdwolf gave me this. He said you would know what it means. She takes it gingerly in her hands and tears are streaming down her face. This means everything. 
We are one once more, thanks to you, all three of you. But there is much to do, and immediately resolve comes across her face. She hands it to an aide who is standing there. We are in no way ready. We know the army is somewhere nearby. We don't know how close. Well, that's the other thing I had to tell you. While we traveled, we obviously could see quite a way in the distance. And we saw evidence of the dark armies to the east. She immediately points to two of her aides, and they know exactly what it means. They turn and run to their horses and gallop off, obviously on a scouting mission. It may be as soon as tomorrow by the time we will be forced to engage them. There's still so much to do. We cannot possibly tend to all of our soldiers. Their courage has been flagging. So many untrained. She, she closes her eyes and takes a, a steadying breath. I am glad you are with us. Could you be of use? Certainly. It would be our honor and our duty. You don't know what this means to me, to us. And Duncy is there also, and he nods gravely. Would you be willing to go to the tribes and speak with them? I, Peter, I have heard nothing but praise heaped on you from my own people. Wamberbash, the Eivor Witani, value you. Would you speak with them? I'll try. And Tira, our soldiers are badly in need of training. Could you make yourself of use there? I believe so. I will do my best. I have a feeling we will be working through the night. You are so mean to us! Uh, I won't be. He can't! He can't! <laughs> I'll be sleeping. <laughs> I am going to sleep. <laughs> Feeling me working for the night. There is absolutely no way I'd be able to go into a battle like this. There's no way. Sure there is. You have plenty of hit points. No. You're but an immortal. But you can't do anything. You're an immortal. No. no. Yep. You guys took care of that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you have Mind Thrust and you have a Panavas. But does he have the psionic, the, the psi points to go with that? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, Peter. The Marchioness leads you away to where a large group of the Watani have been gathered. As they see the Marchioness approach, they cheer mightily. They've, they've, all the tribe's members have kind of gravitated to the shadow of the airship to see it and, and just marvel at this thing. Not many of them have seen ship ships, and to see one in the air is just amazing to them. They see the Marchioness, and then as she steps aside and reveals that you are standing behind her, they immediately, they, they lose their minds. I mean, I don't remember doing anything that has earned me, you know, renown amongst the... the Weren't you the one that spoke with the Marchioness, though? Like, when we got there, I was kind of irritated with her and, and, and a bit short with her, no pun intended. Um, and I, I remember you being the one to step in and do all the talking with her. But even that wouldn't be so much, but they just, they've really gravitated toward you. It's your imposing stature. Yes. They know that you are a paladin. Radiance, who is also here at the head of the, at the head of the crowd. Radiance is here. I forgot about that. <laughs> has been, has been working among them. And as, as you approach, she steps forward and her face is beaming. Is it radiant? <laughs> it is. <laughs> I have needed your assistance. The people 
have needed much encouragement. I have worked with them as a paladin of Ardan, but my capabilities are only so much. But I have seen you do so much more. They have seen the power we paladins have, and I think it would mean much to them if you would do something to rally their spirits. Anything else you need me to do while I'm in town? We didn't give her a star stone, did we? No. We didn't? Okay. Mainly, she has been working with herbs and being among the people. I see. Saying prayers, that kind of thing. Uh huh. Well, it's magic time. Ooh. I'm going to do a little bit of thaumaturgy uh, to try and bolster the spirit of the people. I assume that I am on some kind of prominence uh, whereon I shall give some kind of speech. Okay. Yeah, it's a slight rise. It's enough to put you, let's say, head and shoulders above everyone. First of all, thaumaturgy to love my voice. And I don't think I'm going to do any else of its effects quite yet. And I, I get up and I, I turn to face the people. I'm just, I, just stand a, I just stand there for a good moment or two, just looking out at them, examining the faces. These are the people that I plan on fighting alongside you know, be it tomorrow or the day after that, or fairly soon, I'm going to be going into battle with these with these folks. And so, with my amplified with my amplified voice, I open with the gods are on our side. Vasham Arden. The, the whole suite of harmony, we, they have sent us as emissaries to you. We are here to guide you. We are the instruments of the gods sent to guide you and to aid you in this coming war. The gods are with us. There are cheers. And I say, these foul, these evil, these dark... Outlaws, brigands, thieves, murderers. They come to despoil your land, but we will not let them do that. We will not lay down for them. We will not grant them easy access. No, we will repel them. We will turn them back. We will cut them down like the vermin they are, serving their dark, wicked gods. The gods are with us. We have... The sun on our side, the arts of healing, we have song, we have, we have life, we have happiness and joy. The gods are with us. There is a roar from the crowd. And across the way, the Batani who are practicing stop and look over their shoulders trying to figure out what in the world is going on. <laughs> yep. I'm not simply here to give you the tools you need and to send you on your way. No, I will fight by your side. We are brothers in this conflict because we are both, we are all men, humans, children of the gods. You have lived on this land for, for years upon years, generations after generations before you, your fathers and their forefathers and their fathers before them. And this land will be stained not in your blood, but the blood of your foes and make it that much more your land by right. Once again, I say, the gods are with us. Your voice rings out. The words roll across the open land. But those are swallowed up immediately by more of the cheering and shouting 
this crowd is completely with you. And the Marchioness stands back appraisingly and with a smile on her face, she is looking at you and Radiance is beaming. (laughs) (laughs) Batting her eyelashes and clasping her hands under her chin like a cartoon character. (laughs) Womberbash. I can't, I, Pash can't do that. <laughs> Can you go to cheer or something? No, nope. your turn. <laughs> Hi, guys. I don't have to make any more speeches. All I got to do is teach them how to swing their axes and crud. <laughs> well, I'm going to play this as Bash. Do so. it. Yeah, it kind of the point. Dunsey has led you to where the there's a platform that's been built so that he and others can stand there and monitor, kind of like during PT, where you would have the drill instructors up there watching to make sure everyone's doing everything right. He leads you up the wooden steps onto this platform, and you can see out across the training ground where the Watani are, are again, hacking and slashing and blocking and parrying and all these things. Uh, Archers, again, doing their thing off to the side. There's lots of activity going on. There are armorers at work. There's the, the sound of hammers falling and ringing. And so you are standing there, but as King Dunsi takes the stage, he stands there, holds up his hands, and one of his servants down at the base takes out a, an animal horn and blows a long note on it. And the activity stops very quickly. And then everyone turns to face in the direction of the platform. They are yours, Master Wamberbash. Watani people, I grew up alone and most of my life around animals. I've seen deer, I've seen rabbit, and I've seen bears. But when I see the wild boar, they are stronger than the bear. They have razor-sharp tusks. They are so intelligent. I've seen a wild boar weigh 43 stone. They're unpredictable. I have fought the enemy as well, and I was afraid. But now that I see all of you, strong, wild boars, I am not afraid. And together, we will pull the strength of the mighty boar together, and we will destroy this enemy. Wabberbash out. (laughs) Good job. Drops an imaginary mic. There was a puddle of water, though, that formed under (laughs) the Both of you take inspiration, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good talks. Tira, uh, I'm going to say that you have basically wandered in that direction, um, looking for a way to start working, but you overhear all of Wamberbash's speech. <laughs> By the way, just real, real quick. Yeah. Wild boar can take on bears. They can weigh 660 pounds. Boars, yeah. I mean, th- th- they're extremely aggressive, unpredictable. They, they are, experienced hunters say they're, they're, they're more dangerous than bears. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these creatures are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty rough. Tira overhearing Wumberbash's speech and turning in his direction as she hears him getting up to speak, has, when he's 
when he's done, dips her chin down a little bit and just a a smile that's almost a smirk and a you know just kind of a quick blink or two and then heads back to what she was doing. Okay. There's a knot of younger Witani who are practicing here. They have wooden swords and they're just using them to clack against each other. But they're doing it awkwardly. They're doing it in a way that you know is not going to be effective in mm-hmm. battle. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, stop, stop. I see what you're trying to do here, but let me tell you, your enemy is not always going to just come at you face to face. They're going to come from the side. They're not going to come to you, stand a few feet in front of you and hold their sword out for you to clack. Okay. Um, you need to, here, let me show you how to hold it and stand a little differently so that you're ready for an attack from any direction. Here, let me show you. Okay, so you work through, and after a couple minutes of working, you notice that the crowd around you has grown, and more and more practicers are filtering over. And before you know it, there's hundreds that are gathered around this training area. She starts to take note of those who seem slightly more advanced than the others. And so as we're going along, I start putting other people in charge of small groups because I can't train hundreds at one time. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm pretty little. (laughs) And hundreds of people take up a pretty big area and they can't see me. (laughs) So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, I just, it's, it's sort of becoming instinctive again to start taking charge and telling people, okay, you go here. Because down in the Delve, even before the collapse, you know, you'd have groups of dwarves. Okay, you guys are over in this area today. You all are on buckets or you all are on this one. And so kind of she's falling back on all that habitual take-chargedness. Excellent. The hours roll by. Uh, you're here for a couple hours and even your arms are starting to get tired, your shoulders weary. Uh, as a side note, while I'm best sleeping, uh, the other thing is you had asked me one time before how the side points work, right? And let me continue before you have anything else to say. It says, as a bonus action, you alter your physical form to gain different characteristics. When you use this ability, you can choose one or more of the following effects. Each effect has its own side points. You can add them together to determine their, determine their total cost. Because you had asked one time, can I string them together? And, and, and I can as long as I'm within the cost. And I can only spend currently six at a time. And at last for one hour or until I die or until um yeah it's a bonus and it's a bonus action so all right moving on go ahead um <laughs> go, go ahead go so Peter. Bash gave his speech and then dropped down on the plank <laughs> and in passed the, out in, in the puddle of water in yeah. the puddle of water yeah I was gonna say that you are on the platform still just curled up yes sawing logs and the few who wander by there on their way from one training area to another all like <laughs> They can't really see you, but they can hear you because the platform is up above them. Uh, You are sleeping for now. Peter, after your speech, what are you up to? I believe I'm just going around and familiar, like, like, mingling with the people. Uh, It's a fervent morale booster because I want, uh, if anything, to prove that I'm not some kind of idle speech maker. That I'm actually a man of the people going around helping people performing minor miracles and the like okay as each of you are attending to your various things training sleeping and mingling uh, within a few minutes of each other a messenger finds you 
and asks that you join the Marchioness and King Dunsey. I do so. Well, Rabesh can't be woken. Yes, he can. <laughs> He's in a deep sleep. <laughs> Come on. Then I'm going to plead with the court to allow me at least half side points back. <laughs> I mean, what the... What, what, what are you down to? I'm only down to 13. I usually have 44. Like, I can do two moves, and that's it. Don't worry about it. It's okay, coming. Right. It's coming. I wake up. You just yeah. follow the guy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you grumbling quite a bit. You get up, and you're like, my side points, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> that was so close. <laughs> okay. As you approach, individually, from different directions, Elfwyn, the Marchioness, and King Dunsey welcome you. Uh, they are in a small pavilion that has the banners of both leaders. There's a horse on one banner and a boar on the other that are outside the pavilion. And they have been conferring. And as you approach, they welcome you heartily. There's a little bit of food on a tray at the table where they're working. Please do come in. I come in. It appears the Reaver's army is less than a day away. Oh, man. We expect that they will encamp somewhere perhaps five or six miles away, but I have a feeling they will be up here tomorrow by noon. Might it be best to try and ambush them while they are camped? Their numbers are quite larger than ours. It would be foolish to try anything like that, so we must come up with a solid plan now, some means of waging this coming battle that will best lead to our victory. We know you have faced other armies like this in the past. What would you advise? What numbers are we looking at in terms of the strength of our foe? Our scouts tell us perhaps three to one. Three to one. Okay. We're going to have to fight unconventionally. Um, is there any kind of any kind of pass or valley or any kind of just, you know, bottleneck that they're going to have to pass through. Nothing like that, no. It is all open plain. And we focus on cavalry. Yes. We're going to need to use that to our advantage. They are, uh, am I correct in assuming they are mostly infantry? That is what we have seen, yes. All right. We're going to have to use our mobility to our advantage. I would say we need to get people on knowing how to use the bow as much as possible because we want to try and avoid as much direct confrontation as is possible. Best to harry them in small groups from a distance, you know, ride in, shoot a couple times, and then ride away. So that we would soften them up until, I guess, maybe we gather up for a centralized charge or something of the sort. But then they might use that to wrap around us and suffocate us. Way to wrap up your own plan by saying, "Oh wait, that won't I'm work." I'm more, I'm, more think, I'm more think I'm more thinking out loud, kind of scratching out the whole idea of a centralized charge. I think we should use the airship to our advantage. That too. That too. Uh, do uh, do do uh, do you have any um, natural tar pits or pitch pits or anything else? Anything like that? Any any? Uh, do you? Uh, we we need. Um, what about areas where we can get small boulders or small stones? Anywhere from this size <laughs> from the size of a head to, yes. to to about the size of a large watermelon <laughs> cantaloupe to watermelon size <laughs> we do have some quarries nearby but we would need to have a sizable detachment to go get what you seek we can get that in motion now 
Yeah, because what we're, well, I mean, my plan is to get up there and just start Drop, dropping them, dropping stuff on them. And we yeah. need to make sure that we are nice and properly over the foe, of course. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, is and they they seem to be relatively, you know, grounded, so we won't have to worry about overshooting. I think. How much do you think you need? How many people? At or? least, at least, stones. at least, oh. I'm thinking at least twenty stones per f- fifteen crew members on the ship. So 20 for every every crew member, so it's... A stone of that size, that weight would add up. Are you sure your airship can stand that sort of weight? Well, how much... How much we can in, try. I mean, we're not really carrying much on board at the moment, I, I wouldn't think. Then there is no time to waste. She speaks to one of the aides who goes out with the orders and begins to execute. Do you have any... Um, this may sound funny, but... Do you have any type of natural herbs... That would bring on berserker type, <laughs> um, any any qualities to let make a person more um, aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah, we have rage root. It grows all over the place. Rage root. <laughs> we, we, we need to medica- highly medicate this group of fifty people and send them out there as berserkers, <laughs> so they can take two or three th- different arrows in each leg Stop and. It. <laughs> That is not our way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better make it your way. <laughs> okay. Um, what about, uh, do you have elite soldiers that can um, form up a, a group to um, flank at a, at a particular time? Actually, I like the idea of small detachments. We have some that are heavily armored. What if we formed wedges and basically drove in and then used the cavalry behind them to inflict maximum damage? Yes. That sounds good. Yet, keep some of our cavalry on the wings to crash in from the outside. And, of course, we will need some some mobile horse archers or something of the sort. We can provide that. The benefit here is if the wedges can work their way in to the interior of the enemy army and form a ring facing outward, and then the outer cavalry charge in from the outside, the enemy army that surrounds our ring will find itself actually fighting a two-front battle. I like this plan. And we still have uh, no word from the Wolf Watani. No. We shall merely hope that they arrive in time. Yes. We cannot depend on them now. Uh, We have much to put in order. The shadows are lengthening. It's early evening time, uh, probably about six or seven o'clock. The sun is setting in the west, and the red light is starting to come through the entrance to the pavilion. The Marchioness looks weary. King Dunsey looks weary. I need to rest. The last light of the sun slips below the horizon when there is a sudden stirring at the entrance, and you hear a startled cry. (gasps) And then a cloaked figure steps smoothly into the tent. Am I too late? <laughs> no. It is you King are right on time. It is King Erdwolf. The other two, the Marchioness and King Dunsey, stand looking at him with shocked expressions. And after a moment of stillness, the Marchioness just leaps forward and, and embraces Erdwolf. Oh, it's a proper family reunion. <laughs> so they have been reunited. The three Watani tribes have been brought together as one. A plan has been formed leading to battle the next day. And I think this is where we're going to end this particular episode. 
Before we do that, oh dear. The rising moon gleams down from above. We are drawn slowly upward in its silvery light. Down below, the quiet murmurs of Watani soldiers, old and young, preparing themselves for battle sound almost comforting. But we're picking up speed, and the sound is quickly left behind. Before we know it, we are whisked along in the warm night air, passing quickly over several miles of open land eastward, over the dark mass of the gathering enemy army. Even now, we're still accelerating and making breathtaking speed over the open plain of Moriga. Over a cold spine of mountains. Over the glittering sea of tears, with one or two ships moving across the water even at this time of night. Over the desert stretches of Setharban. And then at last, into a wall of humidity above a place so dark below it seems to deprive us of sight. Then, lancing through the dark from the east, is an orange-red glow as looming up ahead is a vast mountain with a gigantic crater at its summit. Now we can tell that the darkness below us is thick jungle. Even thicker than we remember it being on Rahajmanath, and the edges of the perspiring trees wash up against the lower slopes of this bubbling volcano. With a leap we're jarred forward, then tumble downward, downward, feeling the heat of the approaching lava of the active core when suddenly we swoop sideways through a confusing path and enter at last into a massive inner chamber. We enter a vast shaft that frames the starry sky above as we descend. Behind us, great spills of lava sludge their way down in sliding falls of black and red. Our skin prickles for some reason as we spiral, and as we're about to settle to the warm floor, a voice calls out. Great Master, my preparations are complete. No one shall harness the power of this pillar. And the bard remains asleep. I could not approach, but she is quite secure. Meanwhile, I search for the pillars that revive Indatis. The masked figure cocks its head slightly as though listening. The glinting eye covers reflect random flashes of orange from the lava falls. But we're floating back up and racing the sun back to the plains of Moriga and a fight that awaits us like a deathly specter. Was that the plague doctor? It was. Yes! Yes! That's what I heard you little, my lord, la 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 la. It's like, <gasps> that's right. I'm looking forward to hearing his voice again. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Okay, experience points. I'm going to give you each three for your inspirational speeches and for your uh, role as a trainer. You are going to get 50 experience points what? apiece what? for reuniting the Witani. This is something Yikes. I have planned for a long time. I wanted this to be a huge boost. You have accomplished a major thing in this corner of the world. Dude! It's worth... 50 experience. And Thane is now level 10. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, when, I, when you were early level 8, and I thought, this, I wasn't sure how far out this was, I was going to make it one full level. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think this is generous. Yes. I'll okay. <laughs> so, you have influenced an entire region of the world. You're starting to become known to groups of people, to nations. So, you have 50 extra experience points. And... Let me hear it for Norse Battle. 
Hmm. All right, so we'll do a recap. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's fine if there's nothing. I mean, we, we covered your the, inspirational the stuff. The yeah. plan. Oh, let me give you another two each for the planning. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, for uh, being involved in that and leading to what sounds like a pretty sound plan. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how in character it was for Bash to know all that about how to form ranks and <laughs> and battle with people, but it was still. I a mean, good we bit we, of, we did have experience I with did, uh, that's true. Remember the 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 Asian based uh, peoples with the and fighting mm-hmm. up against two in the way. Yeah, the two in the way. Yeah. Yeah. So he's learned a lot from his humble forest beginnings. I'm yeah. a sailor. I'm a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> and I seriously didn't know what. I don't play war video games. I don't watch war movies. I was never in war. <laughs> so I was sitting there kind of like, yeah, I that's don't know fine. what our plan should that's be. Fine. I could just see Tira kind of leaning Tira's back with plan. her arms folded and yeah. she's just like, mm-hmm, yep. yep mm-hmm. That's exactly. what I would do. Yeah, I mean, Tira's plan t- is just to go in there whacking. Yeah, I, mean, I, could, I, just, I just imagine, you know, T- Tira's a minor. Not a minor, the minors. You lost me. Really? Tyr is a minor, so she doesn't. She's not much of a not much of a soldier tactician. So I just kind of oh imagine my. she's just kind of like, well, let's just go a get him. Minor. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean she's a minor? I don't understand. She's a minor. Got it. Yeah. Oh my word! I actually did not. I was actually making that mistake. All right, let's get a recap. Oh grief! I have to do maths. Um, Wamberbash one- is forty-eight points into level nine. Hey. hey. So we'll be doing a level up episode for Tira and Bash right after this. Grief. 50. That's 136 plus 5. 141. Is that right? What do you have? 48. You're basically. Okay, so 41. Yeah. Uh, Tira is 41 points into level 9. And just like that, having leveled up, what, last 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 week? Last week or the week before, um, Peter's already 60 points into level (laughs) 9. That's incredible. I told you. Okay, big stuff coming, a fight looming on the horizon, and a lot coming up in the next few episodes, but for now, things are looking pretty good. So join us next or later this week as we share Tira and Bash's Level Up episode, and we'll see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. I have needed your assistance. The people have needed much encouragement. I have done what I can as a paladin of... <laughs> Arden. 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 Of... picture of your face? <laughs> of... <laughs> you missed it. That this, this was is amazing. Cut out. You missed it. You missed a spectacular okay. display oh, of fear and forgetfulness. Okay. All right. <laughs> Terror.